Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Les Experts, the Breaking Lines English podcast. Uh, we've got an we had a uh, all Juve podcast last time. We've got an all Inter Milan podcast today. Um, we've got Adam Ahmed here. Great to be on. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Richard Hall, creator of Gentleman Ultra, fantastic. Uh, Hi guys, good to be here. And Nima Tavali, uh, creator of SemperInter.com. Hi guys, good to be here. All right, so uh, let's let's break it down. You know, Milan, the uh, crosstown rivals, are having quite a busy summer. But over in, well, I mean, in in Inter Milan, uh, it's been it's been another interesting summer too. Uh, Benega, Ever Benega went back to Sevilla after one season, um, but there have been some signings as well and others to come. Uh, Nima, tell me, tell me what you expect as a goal journalist. What what do you expect to come from Inter's transfer window for for in the coming weeks? Um, well, what I I think what Inter are going to do uh, and what they're basically on the verge of doing is to secure uh, the fullback situation, and uh, which is the, the Dalbert from Nice is on the verge of signing because he's. Uh, I think today everyone um, Manuel Bayochini wrote for Goal Italia, and then it was confirmed by Sky and Di Marzio and a whole other host of people that. Um, Dalbert will be signed for Inter for 20 million plus bonuses um, and uh, he's a left back he was voted one of I think he was voted the best left back of the league last mm-hmm. season in in I might add in uh, in competition with a certain Benye, uh, with a certain Mendy of Monaco who I personally rate much higher so mm-hmm. Dalbert is a good player we know that he hopefully he can deliver the goods for Inter but more than that I think they've done what they need to do I think in terms of bringing in the way I look at it if Perisic stays uh, they they need to bring in another fullback I think for the right side because I am not a fan of D'Ambrosio uh, and then also you, we need to kind of create a kind of broaden broaden the quality uh, of the squad in terms of when Perisic is suspended or Candreva is suspended or Icardi is suspended so I'm looking to bring you know, to, to strengthen those areas but then it's it's mostly uh, the most important thing they need to do is to get rid of the Deadwood they need to get rid of the Ranocchia they need to get rid of the Nagatomo all these players that weren't, aren't going to play, don't have a role at Inter, they need to go. Brozovic needs to go. Um, you know, all these players that won't fit in will, will just have to have to leave. Uh, other than that, I, I don't share this psychosis that's been going on online amongst the, they like to call themselves Inter fans, I like to call them Inter Tristi, which is just <laughs> basically this kind of, uh, they're just pissed off about people funneling their, you know, tragedies of life into their inter supportership, pretty much just screaming and shouting about everything under the sun. Quite pathetic, really, when you when you, when you listen to it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, pers- no, I, I uh, to me, I think Inter have done what they needed to do. I think they will do what they need to do. Uh, this comparison with Milan is is ridiculous because you don't build a strategy. A club at this level cannot build its strategy based on what other pe- other clubs do. Yeah. You have to have your own strategy, and you have to build on that and you have to to follow that strategy milan needed to do what they needed to do uh if you look at the players they've brought in and who who has left 
they, they needed to bring in 11 to 12 even more players in order to get to where they want to be, to become a team that can fight for the Scudetto, that can become a team. Inter, Inter in my opinion, didn't need to do that. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for Italian football because Inter, because Italian football needs Inter and Milan back up at the highest echelons of Italian football in order to be competitive again. Yeah, Richard, I know you had a uh, article that kind of blew up uh, recently about how Inter, what was it? Inter arguably have had a better s- transfer window so far than than Milan, or it was about adding uh, quality over quantity. Um, yeah, you you seem you two both seem pretty uh, optimistic about Inter's window compared to uh, Adam. Let's just say chilled out. I would say we're more chilled. More out. chilled yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know if that's got to do with age. But, uh, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I have an cannoli in a week. So. I'm... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's cannoli withdrawals. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. It <laughs> uh, needs to take his cannoli pills. Um, no, but. Richard, what what would you say has been, uh, what what is the biggest sign of hope uh, that has come from this transfer window in terms of Inter Milan? Richard, oh, he's on mute. Okay, Adam. So t- tell me, uh, why why have you do do you think that there's any been any uh, positives? to come from this inter window. Oh yeah, for yeah, for sure. I think like the biggest positive has been like getting Spalletti was like a proven, you know, strong, great Serie A coach. He might not be like the sexiest name like, you know, Antonio Conte or Cholo Simeone. But I think he he's yeah. he, he's you know, he's been there, done that. He pushed Juve to do that the last season, did well with Roma, turned them around after like when he first took over in uh the beginning of twenty sixteen. So I think getting in you know, a getting a proven manager also, from a direct rival for next season was great. I think he'll 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 do well with this team. And I think even though it's been quiet, and I I, I still think the team isn't good enough for top four. I mean, getting in leaders like Borja Valero definitely is something good. I know like this team has really lacked you know strong characters to support the captain Icardi, and I think that Valero does that. He's you know he's a class act. He's a model citizen uh, down in Florence, and I think. He also has quality to offer. It's like today's Spalletti even said that, you know, we like playing the ball on the ground and Valero is uh, a man just to do that. There's still a lot of work to be done, in my opinion. I mean, we're, like, especially in terms of the defense, like we, I still think we need a right back. I'm not totally convinced we're going to get one, knowing Piero Auxilio's love for D'Ambrosio. And even though D'Ambrosio wasn't bad last season, I just don't think he's at the level to... Mm-hmm. challenge for Champions League places and I'm still not a fan of Kandreva I'm really not a fan of his I don't think he's a bad player I just think that we need someone we just need better there yeah that that is yeah go ahead oh sorry just to interject sorry I was uh, technical difficulties earlier on um, yeah just just going back on your point um, my <laughs> And just to clear one very quick thing up, and Nemo back me up on this, my article uh, that was tweeted out by a certain ridiculous. website was so not, ridiculous, ridiculous. It was bad. It was not about. Um, basically, my article was about Borja Valero and the fact that his inclusion from Spalletti into the inter squad is because Spalletti wants to play uh, a much quicker tempo, as he did with Roma. 
And this is someone who can, in my opinion, hopefully, um, you know, the guy can see a pass. He, he's he's had a, he's through the Real Madrid Academy. He's he's had he's, he's grown up. He's got a physical toughness from his time in England. He's come he's come to Italy. He's been exceptional at times. And like you said before, he's a, he's a big character. And for this, I was making the point that, you know, this is a player who, for a long, long time, Inter's midfield has been very stagnant, very slow, and the ball's obviously quite often stopped there when it's trying to go through the play and, and trying to get outside to the wide men. And as you guys have completely... I mean, Neem, when you were talking before, we had a conversation just before you came on and you echoed everything we just said. The fullback position is terrible. And, and the fact of Valero here, for me, he could act as Inter's metronome a little bit in that midfield. Unfortunately, the, web, the website I wrote it for decided to tweet out that Inter, because of that, uh, Inter had uh, over quantity. And um, I wasn't very popular for a while with that one. So, but the so, thing is, if you read the actual article, it doesn't even mention Milan at all. It doesn't really mention, no. make that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's if anyone, you know, if, you can, if you're actually able to read, I think it's better to read more than the headline, actually read the piece and then start attacking people. It's ridiculous. It didn't have anything so, to do with that. It was a great piece. Well, Thank you very much, Neil. Yeah, yeah. So just, just, just to carry on from that, I think one of the things for me, I think just touching on what you both, you guys have both said, I don't think there's any need of any overhaul. Uh, you know, the, the biggest thing for me, I think that Spalletti will want to play a much quicker tempo. And I think that so that squad will help that. It also then allows Gagliardini to play deep with him, another man who can spot a, ta- uh, a pass as well. It also allows then, as Spalletti's already said, that Giammario can play higher at the pitch and for him, a utility player that's been, you know, a sporting and an interplayed in every single position other than in goal, it seems, to actually put him down into a position where he's going to be most useful could finally, hopefully, be the one thing that unlocks Icardi because for seasons now, Icardi's been getting the 20-goal mark with, with literally no service if you take Perisic out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And as I think both Adam and Neiman touched on, you know, if we just assume that Perisic and Kandreva stay, then it's Dolbert comes in and the fullback situation, you know, is, is the key one. D'Ambrosio, I'm probably a little bit of a bigger fan um, than you guys, but again, I would still say that he's not, um, a, you know, he's a great option to have, but there needs to be a, another one as well in that position. And so when you actually, you know, again, assuming Perisic and Kandreva stay and the Dolbert um, addition, the right to our squad, it's not looking too bad. I think then the rest of the Mercato for me is looking at those positions. You know, when you say, okay, well, if Dolbert comes in, look, we've said this, and me and Neiman must have said this so many times on, on something into podcast, that Nagatomo, he, you know, Rinocchi you mentioned as well. We can go through. Brozovic is another one, as you mentioned. You know, the, for me, the, I know he scored twice today. The jury's still out for me on a dare. You know, but mm-hmm. the, there's, there's a lot of players there that could be upgraded. And, and this, again, you know, Inter have had transfer windows where they spent money and the squad hasn't gelled. I mean, leave Milan to do what they want to do. I, again, I think that's fantastic. And what's going on over there could be absolutely phenomenal. The, the players on paper there, it's, it's, it's fancy football. It's fantastic with what they brought in. Whether that gels in the first season, unlikely, really, for them to hit the ground running that quick. And if they do, fantastic. But Inter, you know, it's all about finding, moving the ball quicker this season actually having the ability to counter-attack. And, and maybe in some respects, I, I would actually settle for a season of, and I know we always talk about transition, but a season where Inter actually plays some really good football, you know, yeah. and, um, and actually start to look like they could be a bit more of the finished article. Because I think that Spalletti, I always enjoyed watching Spalletti's teams. Um, and, and that's what 
I'm hoping they can do. And I don't think, as I said before, it needs an absolute overhaul of the squad to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. He, I mean, what I think is that, look, Milan, this Milan team is, is going to have... Um, I, I would say that the only... I think that the only starters uh, this coming season that were playing in the previous season uh, were Sus- are going to be Suso, Romagnoli... Uh, and Donnarumma and Bonaventura. So more than half of the squad, um, about you know two thirds of the squad is going to be new. Whereas Inter are mostly focusing on squad filler. I would say, um, even no, though I, I would think- say I would say they basically they're trying to pinpoint. It's there's a difference between you know overhaul and pinpointing, and that's what Inter are doing. They're pinpointing their weaknesses and they're trying to strengthen it. And, you know, there's, you know, just uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I think yeah. this, this kind of criticism of, you know, Milan's season started today. Uh, Inter doesn't start for another three weeks. So, you know, oh, yeah, and also there's cool. a reason why, why uh, Milan, there was a much bigger urgency for Milan to do what they did in June and early July because yeah. their season started today or it's actually going on as we're talking right now. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, there's, you know, it's good to have passion, but it's good to have brains as well. So if one just calms down and looks at the situation, the, the window is open for two months. It, it actually officially opens on Ju- July 1st and ends on uh, August 31st, September 1st. So there's time to do things until then. Um, and yeah. and if you if you look at you know you if you look at what the the clubs have done, I mean, if, if I can understand if Fiorentina fans are pissed off, I Definitely. can understand if if Roma fans are to some extent a bit you know nervous, <laughs> although they've done some things good. But but you know but Inter have 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 not had a disastrous Mercato. They really had hadn't, and 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 I think that there's really nothing to support that claim, because mm-hmm. you may not like Borja Valero, but I think Luciano Spalletti knows more about football than most of us do. I think, uh, and most of fans do. You know that's kind of his what puts food on the table for him. You know he's he's a good coach, and he's wanted Borja Valero for a long time. He's he wants Vecino, he wants Dalbert. For once, Inter are giving the coaches what they want, and that cannot be a bad thing. Right. It's even goes down, sorry, it just even goes down to the point where people scoffed at the Padelli signing. Mm. You know, and, and for me, I mean... Neiman Better than Caruso. I've, sorry, I've been critical of... Yeah, exactly. Critical can create for, for so, so long. And, you know, you do have to use, the, you know, your reserve keeper at times. And for me to bring someone in, I mean, okay, the fact that he's a fan as well will endear him a little bit, but... No, he's, he's not. He's not. He's not the most fantastic goalkeeper in the world, but he's he's, he's decent. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if Handanovic was out and he had to do a three-four game run, I'd be a lot more comfortable with that. And so it is. It's just fine-tuning those parts of the squad that do need need it. And there's been an Inter are absolutely guilty over the past few years of giving players. It's bizarre in some respects. I find it really strange. And you you look at players who you know. There's talk of uh, Gabriel Barbosa, baby. I mean, I know he's staying now. Uh, but there was talk about him maybe going. We saw Eva Benega not work and go. And yet there's a lot of players like the Nokias and the Magatomas that seem to get chance after chance. Um, and I'm hoping that's going to be the biggest change because, you know, again, you know, it's things like the Jovetic question. You know, what yes. I scored the other day and Seville still don't seem to pay afford the wages and they don't want to pay the, the money there and Marseille the same thing. But again, I'd be interested to see if, you know, maybe Spalletti can get a, a tune out of him. Um, you know, who knows? But I, I think at the moment, it's just looking around that squad and, and just thinking, actually, OK, this doesn't need to be huge. And like Nima says, there's a long time to go yet. Uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But, I mean, the reason that Milan's 
season is starting earlier than Inter is because they had one more point uh, than Inter at the end of the season. So do you, do you think that uh, hiring Luciano Spalletti, uh, whereas Roma and um, Milan, I would say, have less proven coaches than, than him, uh, is, that, is that good enough to close the gap for you? to push for a European spot? Definitely, uh, because Luciano Spalletti, if, you know, I, I was, I've never been a big fan of his. I won't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. He, he's not been my favorite. And, you know, most of the time when he speaks, uh, you know, we don't, we don't get to see him together alone with the players. The only time we get to see him is during matches and press conferences. And, well, most of the time he's incoher- incoherent at best. You know, nobody understands what the hell he's talking about. It's, it's, it's like the subject of thousands of internet memes in Italy about Spalletti talking about things that and he's passionate and riled up. Just nobody knows what the hell he's on about. You know, so, but, but that doesn't change the fact that if you, you know, Inter come from a season. Yes, Milan had one more point last season than Inter did. Inter had five managers last season, whereas Milan had one. That is, needs to also be taken into account. There was an inc- and also not to mention the summer before and the preseason. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. the twelve months before, Inter changed ownerships for the third, second, third time in only five years. So these things take their toll, and uh, they they did last season when everything went tits up. At, uh, so I think what they're doing now, because I think Suning have you know people you know if we're going to keep this fact based. Suning are a Fortune 500 company. They became that officially just a few days ago. Um, and for those who don't know what a Fortune 500 company is, it means that it's one of the richest 500 companies on the planet. It's one of the most valuable five, uh, 500 companies on this planet. You know, they have a lot of money. Uh, they just recently acquired the City A rights, uh, TV rights to the City A to add to their rights of the Premier League, La Liga, and Bundesliga mm-hmm. in all of China. You know, this is a big company. They have money. They're a very stable and well-known brand uh, in, in, in China and Asia. So what they're doing, basically, their mission was in 12 months was to stabilize the financial situation and to balance the books, something that has not happened at Inter ever, basically. Yeah. Because the, the previous financial, uh, financial structure was basically... The club making as much money as it can, and whatever it goes back, it goes into red. The owner Moratti, in this case, would cover it out of his own pocket. You know, so that's not that's not that's not allowed anymore under the financial fair play rules. You got to have revenue, and and Suning have basically brought that up to zero. We have, we're now no longer in the red. It's a zero zero sum zero, um, sum zero balanced book, and that's fantastic. You know, that's not you know from now on, it's just you know it's going to go upwards, and that's what Inter need to do. So, so I, I think that I'm only positive because, I mean, <laughs> these guys are, this isn't some Mr. B or some dude, random dude mm-hmm. named Zhang with financiers who no one knows who they are. And, you know, because that is a much more dodgy situation, if you ask me. And, uh, you know, it's, this isn't an anti-Milan rant or anything like that. Absolutely not. I, as I said, I want Milan to be good because it's good for Italian football. I want, you know, Italian football is good when Inter, Milan and Juve are at the top. But the situation at Milan is very worrying, very worrying, if you ask me, because now Fasone had to go out and say that they haven't, they haven't uh, handed in the paperwork for Bonucci and who else was it? I think it was Bilia, because they haven't got the bank loans yet to pay for it. Now, that would, that would alarm me. <laughs> that, that would alarm the shit out of me. So, because it's, that's that's a, that sounds like a bubble. 
that's a bubble. That's a bubble, in my opinion. That's what caused the financial crisis. That's, it's basically a bubble economy. Now, the, you know, you can argue if they win the Serie A this season, then you can say it was a gamble that paid off. And hopefully, you know, and then that way they'll get the money that they need to, to build, uh, you know, to, 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 to finance it. But still, nobody knows anything about Milan's ownership, whereas Inter's ownership is completely transparent. Every, we know everything about them. It's, it's Sunni. It's a Fortune 500 company that owns a lot of interest, has a lot of interests all over the world, and are really rich and are very financially sound. So this, this comparison thing needs to kind of stop, if you ask me. But the only comparisons that are relevant are at day 38 of the season. Then you can see what the comparisons okay. that matter. That's true. But isn't Bonucci and Belia a matter of time, right? It, I heard that uh, Milan... August 11th. Get, August 11th, August yeah. 11th. yeah. They can wait. But still, they, sh- sure, yeah. they can, but I'm just saying that it doesn't, you know, to me, that's, a, yeah. that's not standard practice. If it, if it were a case of liquidity, you know, because you, uh, you don't have the money today, you're waiting for something else, you wouldn't have to go out with it the way that you do. You know, I mean, that's never happened before. I, I can't recall ever any club in Italy uh, having to go out officially to, to calm people down mm. the way that Fasona did today. That's, that's really rather extraordinary. That is extraordinary. Um, I still think that the biggest area of weakness in Inter has got to be defense. Uh, where, where do you want to see the most uh, overhaul? In, in Inter? Fullbacks, midfield, uh, wingers, what, what do you think? Adam? Uh, Adam. No, Adam, you go. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you that the defense is probably the Inter's weakest link. I mean, they did they did bring in Skriniar, who is a good, it's a good prospect, but I mean, he's still relatively untested after only one season uh, with Sampdoria. He also, like, I mean, like, you could talk about the jump to big club, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But I think bringing in Dalbert is a is a fantastic move because I think that specifically specifically left back was our worst position last season. I mean, D'Ambrosio wasn't. I don't think he was bad, but I I, I think he was. He's a good option to have, like Richard said. But I don't think he's starting quality. I still think we need an upgrade on on him on uh, on right back, and whether that be Aurier or you know any option that we can get because there aren't many fullbacks on the market. That you know it'll be fantastic. I, midfield, I think. Valero was a good acquisition. I still think uh, Kondogbia could have some stuff to offer. I think he was, he showed some good flashes. And I, I also think that on the wing, I think Inter need a player to replace Kandareva, who's been pretty frustrating in my opinion. He, 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 had, he had some good spells with the Inter last season, especially, you know, towards the beginning, middle of the season. He's, he was pretty good. But he had a really tough second half of the season. And I think that getting him replaced by someone would be good. The, the problem is obviously just, you know, we got to sell him first as well. So that's mm-hmm. that's the issue with Inter. I would also I say, it, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I think it would be a huge, huge mistake to sell Kandreva because I think this this notion that he was a disaster last season, etc., I think is grossly exaggerated. He scored in both derbies. He scored six goals and he's got ten assists. His partnership with Icardi, just as Richard was alluding to earlier regarding unleashing Icardi, they had the second or third most lethal partnership in the entire Serie A. Uh, I think they were second to uh, Salah and Dzeko. So th- this this notion that Candreva is a disaster is is just grossly overrated, over exaggerated. Yeah, he he, he, he needs to he needs to he needs to, I think he should stay because he, again five coaches in less than twelve seasons, twelve months when you're new at the club, if that doesn't cause confusion, I don't know what will. 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that because I think his first season as well, you know, it, it's not easy to settle. And yeah, don't get me wrong, at certain times in, in the season, there would be the, you know, the wayward shot and everything else. But it's absolutely, for me, I agree, I agree, I agree. But at, at the same point, for me, the most interesting thing, and when you're talking about the defence earlier on, I think the, mid, the, the I can keep going back to it, the central midfield is going to be so interesting um, because I think it's finding whether it's Gagliardini and Valera, whether Condogbia comes in, they're not just going to have to be the guys that a lot of the time that start the moves uh, from the back and, and, and look for the full-backs, look for the, for the wingers. They're also, when those wingers, uh, sorry, the full-backs do go bombing on, which they will do under Spalletti, they're going to have to come back and cover. Now, that has an effect on the defence, and I think that extra cover could help people like Miranda, you know, Miranda doesn't, he organises it anyway. But again, you know, I think it could be a good help for them. So I don't really think there's necessarily much more to do with the defence other than the full-backs. Again, it's just finding that midfield partnership. And I think as well, you know, when you talk about Kandreva, and you can include, I mean, you look at Perisic, and this is why I'm such a big fan of his, because he works tirelessly up and down that flank, and he has to for the people he has to cover for. Mm-hmm. And he will come deep to get the ball. OK, Kandreva's not going to do that. But he didn't, you can't look at Perisic and think that's a norm. He goes above and beyond. Kandreva's not used to that. He's also not mm-hmm. got that sort of pace in my eyes. You know, if you think of Kandreva now and you look at who's at the players around him last season, if Valero does what he wants, what I think he can do, and Gagliardini as well, they're going to be able to put better balls into him. And the whole type and style of play with Spalletti, you know, will give him... The ball comes to him quicker and he'll be able to get rid of it quicker. He's not going to have to beat a man all the time. And, you know, because the situation he had to play under last season, I thought, was, was tough. And I would say the same for Perisic and Icardi. I think what they did last season was exceptional considering. And, you know, again, as I said before, the amount of different trios and different types of midfields we've seen, whether it goes from Adele to Brozovic to all the way back to Kovacic, we've just never got it right. And, and for me, that's what the key is. Because you can look and you can take any part of the inter-team, whether it's the two centre-backs, two full-backs, Icardi, whatever you want, and criticise them individually. But as a collective, when you look, because it's always a lot of footballs in triangles. And when you look, when you t- if you're going to criticise Kondreva, you're going to criticise, you know, you look, you look and think, well, okay, what's what's behind him? Who's helping him behind and who's helping him at the other side? Exactly. You know, and, and that's the thing, and that's why Icardi, you know, you look around and okay, when Icardi's out the pitch and he turns around, Kondreva's having to come deep, which he's no good at doing. Perisic's literally playing for fullback because of the, the rubbish that's behind him. And it's the same when you look at Murillo and Miranda sometimes. It's easy to criticise them. But, but, you know, a lot of the time last season, they're defending, what, three on four at times. So mm. it is that collective. For me, you know, and again, this is what, and I'll not criticise him again too much, but when you look at Perisic, who's he covering for? Look at the fullback. Mm. You know, that's why he's coming yeah. so deep all the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive at the moment. I think Spalletti will cut that out. I think he is more about the collective. Um, and will become less reliant on individuals. That, that's a great point about Perisic, Richard. I think that's part of my issue with uh, Keita Baldi potentially coming to replace him because I don't know if Keita Baldi can do what Perisic does. Like, sure, like we've seen Keita show these amazing, you know, flashes of like you know brilliance in the attacking third, but all the dirty work and stuff like that, I think, is what we'll miss from uh, Perisic the most. And could you imagine if, like, let's say Dal- Dalbert's believed to be a great talent, see, like. Let's, let's say he turns out to be like you know really a success at Inter. Imagine how much Perisic will benefit from that. Like I think I definitely think Perisic can can do fullback, which is why in this Mercato. 
I still think there is that element of, I don't know, rely on Icardi to do everything in attack, which is why um, I still think Inter need that X factor. Uh, Nima, we talked back in March or April, and you told me that you wouldn't be comfortable with uh, Patrick Schick uh, as a, a at Inter Milan. Uh, has your opinion changed or still the same? No. No, I, I, I don't think so, um, because it, 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 I just don't see him, I don't see where he would play, where would he fit, um, well, is he going to sit on the bench for Icardi, or is he going to sit on the bench for whoever's on the left wing, or, or right wing, I mean, where is he going to play, and that's a guy who wants to play, and he's a guy who, you know, as I said, when we spoke, when I was on your show last time, I said that if Icardi leaves, then sure, get him. You know, get someone. You know, you need to replace him, and I think he would be one of the people who should be definitely in contention. But I, I definitely don't think that he's a player that we should try to break the bank to bring in. Not with the current situation. That's that's true. Um, so who do you want though? Are you going to just? Go I, I I got to be honest with you. I think I don't think we need a backup to Icardi. I think we've got Edda. I mean, I've said it on Studio Inter or Sempre Inter's podcast a thousand times that I think his best position is when he plays the lone striker. I, I think that's his movement and vision and, 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 and his, 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 his way his game is played. He, he's a perfect number nine, in my opinion. So I would have him as a backup to Icardi, and he seems to be happy with that situation anyway. So I don't see why you need to rock the boat there. Where Inter need to do, I mean, I'm really happy because, you know, one of the reasons, for example, when we go back to the Suning and ownership issue, if it wasn't Suning owning Inter, Perisic would be at United for 15, 20 million. I can guarantee you that if this was back in the day. If this was Tohir owning the club, or if this was Moratti when the, after the financial ball dropped, Perisic would have gone to United for 20 million. But Suning have the power, the financial power, to say, no, we want 55 million euros for our star player. And if you don't want him, you can't have him. You know, that's, that's something that's really key here. And, and I think that, you know, unless United break the bank, he's not going anywhere. And fine by me, you know. I mean, 50, mil, 50 you know, if he, leave, if he stays, we have a world-class player. If he, if he leaves, we've got 55 million to sign his replacement with. And I don't think that replacement is Keita Balde. I think the idea of bringing Keita Balde into the squad has been going on for quite some time. Uh, irrespective of Perisic, so I think that either if he comes or not, there will be, there will be, you know, if Perisic leaves, uh, there will be a signing uh, to replace him. But I don't think that is Keita Balde. I think that's that's yeah. Angel Di Maria. Mm. Mm. Richard, uh, yeah, you, are you comfortable with having uh, Perisic and Icardi as your only like really star attackers? You you think they need to bring in one, or can you shoehorn <laughs> a midfielder like Valero or Mario into attack? No, I, I, you know, again, definitely not Valera, but Jamayo wants him to see, you know, playing behind the strikers. Yeah, no, look, I'm more happy with, even though, I mean, I know Nima, you like Adair, and I'm not, I don't dislike the guy. I wouldn't rely on him as such. My biggest fear is that you've not really got a great amount for the, on the wide positions. Listen, if Akali goes yeah. out injured for a substantial amount of time, you know, Pinamonte is young. I think he's really talented. It'd be interesting to see him get some game time in a situation. I mean, Gabriel Barbosa, I, I, you know, who says yeah. he can't get, um, someone can't get a chin out of him. I want, personally, I would love to see Jovic play because he can just drop in, you know, in the hole instead of Jermario if, if need be. So, and I've always, you know, again, 
I suppose Jovetic a bit like Patrick Schick. It's where do you play him and how do you play him? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you look at you look at Jovetic's numbers, they're not they're not the worst. I mean, he's only ever scored 14 goals maximum this season. He's not an out and out goal scorer. But you, if you rely on him to do stuff, it's not going to happen. And in my opinion, same as Adair. But if you if you bring them on. You know, maybe yeah, you've got to play them out wide, yeah. and you, you know they can give you that bit of creativity, in, in where it's the last twenty minutes and everything else. So you know, I do think it's actually my biggest concern though is on on the wide areas because if if you take out Perisic, not because you sold him, just because he's got an injury, mm-hmm. it's suddenly really for me Perisic Icardi. I still think Handanovic very very integral to the team. The people who went into have been so down and so in the mire that you, when everyone's looking around, they're looking for those players. And yes, they've not always been perfect, but those three players have saved in some more times than none. And I don't think you can really do without any of them. So, you know, and as we've just all been having a discussion about Kondreva, whether he's good enough or not, you know, people got different opinions on that. You would think that another winger to be brought in um, that maybe could, that could play both sides even. It doesn't need to be something, you know, exceptional. Um, would be would be perfect. So if there was, there's only a, you know, I don't. Nimi probably knows a little bit more about this than me. But with the financial fair play situation, I know it's been met, met now. Now whether that means that Inter can go and, and splash massive amounts of money, I, I don't particularly I think they need to if they can. But I would say if there is a certain amount in a pot, I would like to see uh, a, a wide player, you know, who, who can play both sides. For yeah, me, I totally yeah. Yeah, sorry, go. Go ahead, go. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Nima. I, I, t- I totally agree with Richard, and especially bringing in a player who can play on Kandreva's side will give him some competition to, like, motivate him more. I mean, I'm I, I'm pretty clear about not being his biggest fan. I mean, I, I, I can understand why people like him. I mean, he, he, he'll he score the banger, ne- the, like, now and then. He he does work hard, you know, fair to him. He pushed to join into works hard. But, like, I mean, I think he's pretty wasteful. He gets the ball a lot. He makes a lot of bad decisions. Just my personal opinion. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own on him. But I think bringing in a winger is is pretty important. And the, also touching on the Patrick Schick thing, I think I, I I'm a bit torn on it because I totally get how you know he's he is a fantastic talent. I mean, there, it's no surprise that like you know Juve really wanted him. I know I wish the player the best in his with his like medical condition. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Uh, but like I think he's I think he's a fantastic talent. But I mean, do we really need someone who's not going to fit into the system? I mean, I think I mean if, you, if we're talking about playing a four three one two, he'd be perfect to have in the team. But I I don't see us doing that with all our wing targets and wingers we have now. So that's just the way I see it. But I, I could he he would be nice to have, but not a priority. In my opinion, I think we need to you know if Perisic stays. We need to have options. If you look at world, every world-class team, if you look at the, the, the big teams where Inter are, you know, where Inter want to be, they have basically two players on every position that are more or less the, the same high quality. That's where Inter need to be. I think these, these purchases in midfield with Vecino and Borja Valero and, uh, you know that, that mean you know, and keeping Condogbia and uh, you know all all, the, all that is just basically a sign of a club trying to raise the lowest level. You know, the, the starting 11 last year at Inter was very strong. It's just that during a, 38, you know, during a season that's 38 games long, you're going to have injuries and suspensions. That's when you need your backup, so-called backup players, to be of a high quality so they can kind of give you what the starting 11 can. And that's what Inter are lacking. 
and that's the difference where between a Juventus or, or a Roma or a Napoli and the and the rest of the league, and that's the gap that Inter are trying to close. Um, and 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 in order to do that, they need to buy. They we need another right side fullback. We need to have uh, a winger, uh, at least one more winger. In terms of central defenders, I mean, you know, if you got Medel, Murillo, uh, well, Medel seems to be on there, but Skriniar, Miranda, and Murillo. Uh, if Ranocchia leaves, they'll need to bring Medel leaves. They might want to need to bring someone else in. I mean, we're talking backup here, but but in terms, I think you know, as I said, one for me, well, two wingers and one one right-sided fullback, and you're set because Gabigol uh, seems to you know seems like Spalletti. Uh, hasn't made the decision whether to keep him or to loan him for him to gain more experience. Uh, and Eder, in my opinion, should be our number nine. And I think he will be playing our number nine when Icardi is away, which I think is a wise decision. He's a good backup. He's an Italian international. You know, he's it's, it's not, it's not exactly, you know, he knows how to play football. So with regards to Jovetic, I mean, I it's no secret. Everyone who follows me on Twitter, I, I love the guy. I think he's got so much talent in him that he's got so much football in him that it's unbelievable. His, his, the question has sometimes been his commitment to the cause and his, his physical status. Yeah, exactly. But um, his, uh, in my opinion, you know, if, you, if, you, if you can get him to, to accept the situation of being, you know, because, I mean, in, Spalletti likes to play a 4-2-3-1. It seems that he wants João Mario to be his trequartista, which kind of makes sense because uh, he seems to play, want to play Borja Valero a bit deeper. And, and, and that kind of balanced the team out because both, you know, João Maria is more defensive in his nature and Bajo Valero is more attacking in his nature. So they kind of even each other out uh, just naturally. But then again, why not hang on to Jovetic as a number 10? Because he can definitely play there. He's got the ta- skill and talent to play there. So if not, then sell him uh, or, and bring in a Pastore, which has been rumored, which I actually think might happen. Yeah, I mean, he's this Pastore is 27, 28 years old. He's, he's got he's got quite a few many years left in him, and the guy is talented like you wouldn't believe. So, uh, I mean, the, that is something I think will happen towards the end of the Mercato, the kind of deadline day deals that Sabatini and Auxilio are very good at. Yeah, I would. But, say, but, yeah. but if you but as, uh, just to conclude, I mean, for me, it's one right-sided fullback and two wingers, and then I, you know, that are of the same quality. Uh, or you know, close to the same quality uh, as Perisic and Candreva. And in terms of D'Ambrosio, you know, if you bring in a, a player that you know, an Aurier, that's a huge improvement. Huge. I would say that while Milan are the biggest beneficiaries from Atalanta's fire sale, uh, Inter have kind of done the same <laughs> with Fiorentina this summer. Um, <laughs> fire sale. Been, well. <laughs> I mean, I guess well, Papu Gomez is the only uh, man remaining, I believe. Well, maybe Caldara. No, what's his name? Yeah, Caldara. What's oh, his Spinazzola, name? too. Spinazzola, yeah. And, and Well, I mean, aside from... Who else have they sold aside from Conti, Conti and Galliardini? Yeah, Galliardini. Yeah, so yeah, let's just go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be good next season, I think. Yeah, they've got a, Yeah. Um, Richard, tell me what you think about this possible Matias Vecino signing. Um, again, you know, it's another player that, for me, can move the ball about well. Um, but he's, you know, it's one of these things where he's not, he's not going to start. It, it's it's the, the links like that that make me think it's they're probably those are the ones that are more likely to happen. Again, you know, you're looking at the fact of, you know, Valero's 32. Um, he didn't play 
a massive amount of football last season, to be fair to Fiorentina. When he did, he was excellent. But, you know, and, and you take him out, it, is Condogbia, you know, how's he going to fit in? Is he going to fit in? Um, so for me, it's a situation where it's a player who can come in, move the ball well. And, and, and that's about it. I mean, I'm not, it's not one of those things you would you know, get overly excited about. But again, it's, it's, it's exactly what we've been saying all the way through. It's another player who can come in and do a job. And to be fair, I think that with Inter at the moment, it's going to be so crucial. I mean, if you look, if you look really at Spalletti's teams that were like Roma last season, once when they even when they were defending, the one, once they went back on the attack, it started. It was quick. Started from the goalkeeper, started from the back, on the floor, and it came out and it came out quick. And mm. you know, sometimes you need a player who knows, just knows where the, can let the ball run across his body. He knows where the players are. He's already got that move in his head and he can play the simple pass. And I think if you look at it, Spalletti, if you include Gagliardini is one of those players, is all across the park trying to get um, players who can do that. And so while they may not, you know, look, you know, 16-year-old kids aren't going to be rushing out to buy him on FIFA. But, you know, it's like the fact that at the end of the day, you know, in a, in a football, a real life situation, these people can do a job, and and that it's like um, in American sports, you know, some players they know what to, their role is, and, um, and for me, that's all it is, I'm afraid. And I would say that to add to uh, Nima's point, the biggest takeaway, the biggest positive from this summer uh, for Inter Milan is that they are buying players uh, that Luciano Spalletti wants, because Spalletti, in my opinion, is a long term coach. I mean. Look at his uh, his spells at Roma and Zenit, and uh, even Udinese. He's he's a man who will stay for a lot longer than well, at least most uh, recent Inter managers. Uh, so I do think that this you know this new uh, uh, Suning blueprint. I mean, there has to be a a long term coach in the mix. Um, I think for me, you know, uh, Skriniar is a is kind of a long term bet. Valero is a, a reliable player. Might be on the downhill, but still a quality Serie A player. Um, for me, the biggest uh, positive from the summer has got to be uh, Luciano Spalletti and Inter finally finding a coach that they can you know, rely on for a few good seasons and build something. What about you, Adam? Oh. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Nima. No, 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 no. All right. Wait, um, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I, this, I think Spalletti was a great coach, and I think Inter. I remember one quote from last year. I, I don't remember who said it, but I think it was it was part of. Uh, it might have been Deboer. It was like he said he didn't even want Gabi Gall, you know, to sign for Inter when he was the coach. But it was like the work of you know agent Kia Jorbachin, you know. So I think I think we're buying buying for the coach is only a positive. I mean, I'm not I'm not really supportive of the Pacino signing. I mean, I I prefer us spending that money on like a right back now. Or uh, you know a winger, but I mean if it's if it's what Spalletti wants, and he did want him at Roma too. I mean it's I can't really complain too much about it. I mean you could say you know we're paying twenty four million and Monaco got Yuri Tielemans for twenty million, but I mean I guess I mean if it's what if it's what Spalletti wants, I guess you know you gotta you gotta fill the need. That's true. Um, I think that you know a big take. I mean Adam. I mean sorry Richard. Richard, what do you expect from this Spalletti team besides style? Besides, uh, you know, what, what do you expect? Uh, three seasons? Five seasons? I, I don't think... 
in modern football, I wouldn't I wouldn't try and put it into the timeline. I, I obviously I would say fluidity in the team, hopefully unity, mm-hmm. um, a discipline mm-hmm. um, that we've not seen for a while, and and probably the biggest thing is you know Inter is the crazy club, and he's a pretty crazy guy, so he can match out like crazy. So yeah. I, I don't know. To, to be fair, I think that you've got a situation now where, like you say, they've got a coach who. The biggest thing for me with Spalletti as well, he can handle egos. You know, if you've spent that much time... In Roma, handling Roma, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to be able to handle Gabigol. Yeah. He's, he's, so, I mean, you, yeah, he's going to go in there and I don't think he will take a lot of messages. If he's got the remit there, he can go in there and shake up that team. I think that's what he'll do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he'll go in there with a the sledgehammer, but you know, but he'll come out with a violin. I think it's, he's, he's one of these kids, he's well, one of these guys who will bring first of all stability, and it's almost like when you feel, in some respects, that Inter have got so many bad habits. It's uh, and so many that as much as there's a lot of talent there, you know, there's there's a lot of ingrained um, problems sometimes with within individuals, and it's like when. You know, people join the French Foreign Legion. He's going to absolutely feast them down and then rebuild them in his image. And I think that's exactly what Inter need. Yeah, and I mean, look, Spalletti has had the past season and a half uh, doing a decent job at Roma, I would say. I mean, got them to second place last season again. And yet, you know, so much of his term was spent uh, over people complaining Oh, Toti isn't playing enough. I mean, this is finally. I, I think that he'll. Uh, you know, he's he's a good coach. He's a very underrated tactician, um, and I do think he is what Inter need, in many ways. Um, and I, I, I mean, they just need a solid blueprint. I mean, I know that their nickname is Pazo. It's 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 crazy. I mean, look, think about to think back to last season where they get DeBoer out of nowhere. And this is more. This is more concrete. This is a lot more assured. And you know, it doesn't have signings that will you know make the world gasp, like Bonucci or uh, you know maybe Douglas Costa. But they they're smart and they have they have a part to play. Um, Nima, what what do you think Inter need to do to to get a, a European finish? Come uh, next season, um, allow allow uh, Spalletti to do his job, continuing mm-hmm. to support him, uh, not giving these players alibis to fail, like yeah. they have in the past few seasons, where they don't have to pay the responsibility. Um, basically, back the coach up the same way they have also so far, get him what he wants, and give him the space and time to build something to actually build something. You know, Mancini got one season where he finished fourth and everyone thought that was a failure. And, well, not everyone, but yeah. many, many so-called fans did. And look what we got instead. We got a complete shit show last season. <laughs> you know, it, it takes time to build things and you have to have patience. You can't expect something, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it takes time. Give Spalletti, you know, this season the goal is to finish top four which Spalletti, as he said yesterday during the Serie A draw, everyone wants to go to paradise and finishing in the top four would be to go to paradise. Uh, so that's, that's, where he, that's the way he looks at it. Champions League is paradise and, and that's where Inter need to be. 
Um, and I think they can finish top four. They just need to. Um, they just need to give the coach what he wants. Give the give the team and coach some breathing space to work and back Spalletti up one hundred percent. And and you know as we've already said, I don't want to repeat myself, but basically the right 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 fullback and two more wingers to 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 heighten to heighten to, you know to bring a little bit of competition into to, into those starting eleven places because right now Kandreva and Perisic are are, are unthreatened. They're the, they they will play if they're fit. They will play. We need a bit more competition on those in those positions. And other than that, clear out this rubbish that doesn't need to be there and bring in uh, and and to bring the squad down to twenty three players and and build build from there. I think that's what's needed because if you look, I mean, if you look today against Bayern, I know it's just a friendly. But I haven't seen Inter play so composed and so calm. That's what I was looking for. The results don't matter in friendlies, in my opinion. What matters is to see how far they're going. Last season, Inter were destroyed by Tottenham 7-0. This season, Inter are playing some good football. Today was fantastic to see. The, the way they played in midfield, the way they moved the ball around, the way they were so composed, they were so calm. I think Inter will cause quite a few, few teams a bit of problems this year. Now... A lot of that centers on Icardi becoming fit as soon as possible because I think Icardi in this system, in this Paletti system, would be lethal. Now, mm-hmm. hope, hopefully we can, you know, it's so typical that the guy has never been injured for a long period of time and signing for Inter. And now when, when actually he needs to be fit, he's injured and has basically missed most of, the, most of the preseason. But I think that will be taken care of after the first two matches uh, uh, when, uh, when we're in the international break. I think he'll he'll come back to speed then. Unfortunately, those two matches are against Roma and Fiorentina, so mm-hmm. that's how we start the season, which is uh, which I wouldn't have it any other way because I prefer to meet play Roma away in the beginning of the season rather than you know in the middle of it because you know beginning of the season teams are a bit rusty. Same as Fiorentina. Fiorentina, you know, at home is, is something I'd rather do. Um, is, is something I'd rather do early on and then have a two-week international break to get, you know, to fix everything at the end of the Mercato and then come back and then the season starts. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with the draw and I think that it's, it's a draw that suits Inter. We just need to get everything sorted out by, you know, all these things we've discussed sorted out by the end of the Mercato and to, to allow Spalletti to keep on working, which mm. whatever he's doing seems to be working really well. Right. Richard, uh, one last thing before you go. Uh, why why do Inter fans like Adam Ahmed need to uh, stay calm and trust? <laughs> Adam's not the worst defender. That's a bit unfair. Adam's <laughs> not the worst. Adam 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 might be critical, but at least he doesn't you know he doesn't run around like a you know like a like a mental patient in a mental asylum no, straitjacket. You know that you know that, that he doesn't he criticizes and he's Quite able to use. Yeah, but he, Adam can read and write above a fourth grade level, like most of the <laughs> So Thank I think you, Adam's Nima. a bit of no, but I mean it's unfair to use Adam as an example. Like no, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, <I'm> <laughs> Adam's yeah. friends, though, on the internet, they. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you, Nima. That's, that's more like. Uh, have you guys seen that Dr. Philip episode with that girl? How about that? I think most of them are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I picture most the of them being really fat and have teeth broken up at the gum line. Based on how they behave, I mean, living in trailers and pizza. Oh basically. No, sorry, sorry. I'd say no. It's okay. You're coming after I, America now. I, I think <laughs> trash is trash is trash is universal, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, listen, there's, there's, there's always gonna be. Look, 
when there's no football on and the way that the transfer windows are these days and I've seen amounts of money that are belted around you know listen every team can't do what very few teams can do what Milan are doing this season and if people need yeah. to look over there then that's fine whatever you know Paris Saint-Germain had a quiet transfer window last 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 year you know mm-hmm. it's 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 irrelevant. It, it's because it's there's not a lot going on. It, it creates interest and um, and people get passionate about things and that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's one thing I always think is when you're looking at these things, I I understand. Like if anyone's going to look at something, I understand when you can have an informed opinion and and, and justify why that you think that this wouldn't work or someone thinks just like my all of us here. It's just opinions on what we think because we watch the team a hell of a lot and go out there a hell of a lot. But the point being is. You know, the aggression towards people, whether it's on social media or whatever it is, when people are, this player should be in this squad. How can they not Spalletti not have signed this player? There's a reason Spalletti's earning a lot more money than the people who are on Twitter. You know, because he's mm-hmm. good at what he does. Sometimes, they have, I mean, yeah, teams will let you down. It's, it's sport. It's not a defined science. And, you know, these people aren't doing it and just not caring. Just because they earn a lot of money, it's because they have ambition. It's because they're good at what they do, generally. You know, and, and, and football's a very... In a world of business, when it's very difficult to make decisions, football is such a, a medium that's so unpredictable. You know, you, it's not just about buying a player as well. It's about buying personalities that fit the dressing room, by buying people whose attitudes impress, the work rate, how they train, how they eat, how they conduct their life. And so there's a lot more to it than just sticking Neymar up front and thinking, right, that's it, we're in the Champions mm-hmm. League. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, people need to, in my opinion, need to look back and Look at some of the, go back and look at the lineups when Ruben Botter was starting up front in a preseason friendly. You know, look, go back and look at different teams because things weren't perfect. You know, even you know, you I'd love to go back and look at some of the comments at the start of the season in 2010, and I'm sure they wouldn't have all been positive. So you know, when looking back over the whole thing with the transfer window, it's it really is just looking and, and maybe just trusting Spalletti as a coach and trusting the club because we can for once uh, really really back the club. And, and see how it goes. And if it doesn't go wrong, you know, it's a shame that the, this idea of supporting the club, you know, not blindly, but and yes, you can have your opinion and be critical. But at the end of the day, I don't really believe that, you know, everything is set up to the best of the ability of the club at this moment in time. And for me, I think that we had our transfer window. We spent money in the past. It's not, you know, this isn't a, a lack of spend that's been going on for years and years and years. And they will continue to, and they will invest in the right things at the right time. So I would just want people to keep calm in, in the way it is. And, and also, you know, just very quickly, and this can go, on, I don't want to go off on a tangent on this. The biggest thing I learned last season is when people are on social media and everything else, watch the game without tweeting. Mm. Just watch the game. Very good. Watch the game without social media. Watch your phone. I never tweet or anything on the 11.30 game because they're normally rubbish games. <laughs> and they're the ones I enjoyed the most last season. Because at the end of it, the football is the most important thing. And when you really watch it and you see what Inter are trying to do and, and try and think of what they're trying to achieve, it does. It will give you a bit of solace in that, you know. Because at the end of the day, I mean, what Twitter tomorrow, you know, is simply going to be tomorrow's MySpace. So it's not really important. Yep. And no can one I, really cares. And listen, no one really I, cares what I think. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to on what you said there. Um, let me read you the preseason international champions cup starting lineup from 2014 for the 2014-15 season. Handanovic in goal, three-man defense: Andreoli, Vidic, Juan, 
Nagatomo, Kuzmanovic, Dodo, Jonathan, and and Botta and Ricardi up front with Walter oh, Massari on the bench. So you you know, calm the fuck down, okay? You know, just chill the fuck out. You know, have a cup of green tea or something. Whatever comes you out. Green tea. But like you know, no, but seriously, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you look at those two squads, this was only two two three seasons ago, and look at how we look now. Come on. You know, there's, there's been improvement. Like, there's been huge improvement. And if you just look at for the past 12 months since Suning took over, yes, I understand the anger. I've been furious myself. I think Inter have been mismanaged basically since the day after the treble. There's no doubt about that. But you can't put that on Suning. Suning can come in and, and, and save the situation. They've only been here for 13 months. So if you want to be, you know, if you want to take out your pitchforks, which some people like to do, uh, both on their Twitter handles and, and, and their podcasts and whatever, that's fine. You know, if you if you if you if you define your fandom based on being hateful and aggressive, then then fine. That's that's the kind of person you are, and then you gotta live with yourself. That's great. But I, I like to think that passion isn't a synonymous word to hatred and stupidity and ignorance. Mm-hmm. And and you know, calm down. The, 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 if if it looks like this by the end of the August, fine. Then 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 you have something to criticize about. But but you know it's it's we're we're barely halfway through the mercato because the mercato as I said opens yeah. in June in January in July, so we're barely halfway through the mercato. Let the guys do what they you know. I think Sabatini and some, and Absolutely know a little bit more about football than you do, mm-hmm. and and you know Spalletti as well, and and let them work, and then we'll see how it pans out. You know, there's no there's no guaranteed recipes for success. You know, this, the thing is, people have been playing FIFA career mode for so long. They think it's just so easy. To, I mean, of course it's going to work. You just buy him, put him there, make him run there, and he'll do it. Yeah, but these are people. You know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic always says football is organic. It's a living thing because it's made up of different people from all over the world, different cultures, different backgrounds with their own life stories. You know, you got to get 22 men to 22 people to work like this, people with huge egos and, and all that stuff, you know, that's not that's not just putting them into a starting lineup and winning. You gotta you gotta get it to work on so many other levels. You know, you can, you can have, there's so much that can you know someone's child might be sick, someone's wife, someone could get divorced. I mean, these are human beings. You know, these these things mm-hmm. just like any other person, their 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 life will affect them. Um, and and you know, calm down and let's see what happens. I think it's ridiculous to. I mean, last season. When last preseason, when Mancini was threatening to leave and he wasn't getting the players he wanted, and Inter changed owners, and there was there was you know that that was chaos. You know yeah. the, the, that you know I think I feel that this anger that's being displayed has been is is, is twelve months too late. You know if if this was coming last season, I can understand that because that was complete and utter chaos. You know we were being Inter were being destroyed and humiliated in, in preseason. Uh, Inter were, you know, nobody knew who was in charge. You had a Mancini who was visibly pissed off beyond belief. You had you had a cl- club directors who, who who were, you know, Suning were leaving it up to Tohir. Tohir didn't know what he wanted to do, uh, which is he hasn't done for most of his presidency, to be honest. But you know, then I can understand if if there were if, if there was there was there was anger because. There was no clear plan. Now we're thirteen months on. Thirteen months on, the the balance sheet, the financial balance sheet, has been leveled out. We have a we have a really good coach who knows where he wants to go, that is well respected, knows the Serie A in and out, 
and who who the players you know and and who 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 can who's never really finished worse than third or second in the Serie A, give you know give him give him the backup he deserves and let's see how this plays out and let's not worry about if Milan buy Diego Costa tomorrow or if they buy I don't know whoever the hell they Cristiano buy. Ronaldo yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I know but seriously like. It's it's ridiculous, you know. We we Inter should act, not react, you know. And, I mean, and, and Inter fans I, should also act and not react. To everything. I mean, I kind of I, I I agree with most of the acting reacting, but I mean, like, just like a basic argument, football is a competition. Like Milan are our competition. Like if we want to finish fourth, we do have to like you know go out of our way and make you know make some make make a statement signing or something like that. I mean, I'm not saying like Arturo Vidal or something like that, but I mean. <laughs> We gotta keep up with the competition. That's what has me worried. I don't think we're at, obviously not at Juve or Napoli's level. And I, I mean Roma as well. I mean, especially today keeping Nangolan, and especially if they get Mares too. I just don't see us catching them either. Mm-hmm. And then Milan with like the team looks great on paper, but as like Richard said, who knows like if they perform. Like I, I don't think Montel is a bad coach, but I mean, they they look stronger than us on paper, especially with like you know after Bonucci and Biglia. It's like I mean that that's what has me worried. I I see us finishing fifth this season. I mean like so far. I mean, oh, I, but, I'll I'll, but I'll tell you what. I'll do that comparison def- at the end of. I'll do that comparison with you gladly. At the end of the Mercato, the Mer- yeah. At the end of the Mercato, it's, it's fair. It's yeah, like- it's totally fair. But I mean like, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing for me to think now, like warranting for me to think that other than upgrading on getting Dalbert. That Inter will make a big, like you know, make a big difference. I mean, like Dalbert seems like I think D'Ambrosio will be starting, mm-hmm. I, and I think that like the starting eleven will stay relatively the same. That's why I think the pressure is like really on Spalletti to do something to go to like you know, go out of his go like you know beyond what this team can do. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, he has been. He's been very clear that he what he wants. He wants another three, four players, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're you know they, they brought this guy in. They've seen. You know they've seen they've seen what you know he's impressed them. They've seen what they you know his his the message is clear to him. Champions League or get the fuck out. That's basically what they've told him. Mm-hmm. And he's he's he, he understands that he's used to working under pressure. And he said, well, fine. If you want me to do the job, I want this. If you don't, yeah, he wants know. he wants uomini forti, destini forti. Yeah, exactly. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he wants. You know, he he mm-hmm. that's and, and and that's what he's gonna get. And he's also he was also very clear about that some players have to leave. He was mm-hmm. very clear about that. He said it in no uncertain terms. He said, when he said that, you know, um, you, some people have to leave. Yeah. You know, they just have to leave. And it's better for them to leave because they're not going to play and they're just going to be frustrated. It's just going to create a bad environment. And he's absolutely right. So he's been very clear. I think he's been, a, despite all the incoherent ramblings, he's been very, very clear on the things, on the issues that matter. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. if anything, if he gets sacked, he can maybe become the president of the United States. That'll be a that'll be a step forward. America, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it's just like it's also kind of it's also kind of frustrating as like a fan. I mean, this could be a bit, me be just being a bit of a baby here, but I mean, like when you hear about like you know Suning saying you know we're like, I mean like Inter saying you know we're gonna make an impact this mercato. You know, Sabatini in the press conference saying Alexis Sanchez isn't a financial issue. We can afford it. He just doesn't want to come here. And then see, kind of seeing where things are going, I and mean, like, I mean, not not that it's bad, but like, it's like we expected more. And uh, is it Suning's fault? I don't think so. But I mean, like, it's just it just it just leaves it just leaves me kind of like just disappointed. I don't know. Not not like you know the club's burning in hell, but I just, I don't know. It's just been frustrating. 
No, but I mean, Alexis Sanchez wants to go to a Champions League club, an international yeah. Champions League club. It's just that simple. And also, I mean, not just Sanchez, but like... Mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean. No, but like, that's how it is. If you're not in the Champions League, it's difficult to get the biggest names. And also financially, you know, if you look at Juve, they can they can bring players from Bayern Munich because they, they've played in two Champions League finals in the past three years. They've won the league for the past six years. They've got something to offer. The big players want to win titles. Mm-hmm. And 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 mm-hmm. that's what they can do. So so that's why they go there. It's it's really not that hard of a math. And as much as you know, as if you know, if when I'm talking as a fan and not as a as a professional journalist here, I'm you know, if you look at you know, we love the club, but the players are professionals. They they want to win. Yeah, these top players they want to win. It's about winning for them. And if you're not winning and you haven't been close to winning for almost a decade. You can throw as much money as you want, but do you really want a guy who comes there who's destined to almost fail because you pay him so much money and he doesn't, and, and you still don't win? You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, there's different ways I mean, of going about this, but you have decided me, to go on the youth youth way, which I think mm-hmm. is the right way to go. I, I mean, like, I Great. I agree with you most of mostly, but I mean, looking at Milan, they spent money. I mean, like, you could say a lot of their signings are, you know, good, but not like great world class players, but like, you know, like money. I think Milan have done perfectly. I, why? I think, but, but, but they've done it with money, though. They're not in the Champions League. They haven't. They haven't won. No, but they're in, they're in the Europa League, and as I, as we talked about earlier, the structure that they have is again Inter are have been under scrutiny by yeah. the UEFA for the financial fair play and have been some for yeah. the past seven years. Milan mm-hmm. are not. We published mm-hmm. today a brilliant interview with a UEFA official who explained that on Semprinto.com. And I, yeah. think, I, I don't know if you saw it or not. I, I checked it out, yeah. Yeah, so so basically, the, there he just lays it out that, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has to get, add plus and minus and make it add up to minimum zero. But 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 in, but we're not, they're not tracking Milan the same way. So Milan would have to, you know, no matter how cool you are, you know, the check always comes in at the end of the day. You gotta, you gotta pay that check. And so do Milan. Whether yeah. you know, and and it's in my opinion, it's it's Milan needed to do that. They needed an overhaul of their squad. I don't think Inter did. I think Inter needed to fix some certain positions, like fullbacks and backups to on the wings, and 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 some central defenders which they have. So I I really don't see that comparison. And also, you know, it depends on what the kind of football you want to play. Sure, Bonucci is a fantastic signing, but he he also has to deliver at the end yeah. of the day. You know, mm-hmm. so Spalletti has always delivered. Montella, he's a good coach, but he's not on the level of Spalletti. I don't think anyone would say that. I agree. So, so sure, it's it's sure it's a media game, and also you know if you remember that whole debacle with the with the Donnarumma ridiculous thing that happened with him not wanting to sign, then wanting to sign, then tweeting something, and then saying that he wasn't me, my account was hacked. I mean, come on. That was the best best thing ever. That's the best, that is the best Italian word I have heard in a long time. Hakeraggio, suido social. Just such a basic (laughs) junior kindergarten. Yeah. No, but like, I mean, if you you remember that, you know, if that, you know, that was, that was a fucking shambles. That was, that's embarrassing. That whole thing, if you, if you remember that, that that whole thing was really really embarrassing and uh, but in, but you know Inter have not been involved in any situations like that it's actually Can't been a really rather you don't think it's embarrassing I that mean, whole I mean, ridiculous I, thing with, I, with... from the from Milan from Milan's perspective I don't think it is like, I, think, I think they handled it I'm like this I know we're going out of like 
you know, line here with like we're talking about energy, but I think they, Milan handled it extremely well. In my well, they opinion. did, but, it, but, but they but should look, have yeah, they should look, have handled it better to begin with. They should not have gone into a the the kindergarten you know play play box that it got with people deleting their social accounts because they've been hacked because they never yeah. said the things they've been I mean, distributed we, to. And, Mm-hmm. Come on! It was ridiculous. There's no. It, I don't think we can argue that that was. Yeah, a was, it was a ridiculous situation. scenario. I just think Milan handled it extremely well. The they manager. they sure did. They sure did. And they but they should never have gotten that far. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I, for sure. I was brought up with a with a Milan that would never have allowed it to go into that place to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, that's that's the kind of shit you'd expect from Inter in the nineties. You know, not from okay. Milan, and that's the stuff. That's true. That's the kind of shit. That's the kind of drama you'd expect from Inter, and yeah, how true. Inter were to get ridiculed for it. You know, I have a little broader perspective. My, my, my memory goes stretches a little while back, a little further back, I guess. But what I'm saying is that Milan have had a great summer. The players they bought in, Conti, fantastic right back. Ricardo Rodriguez, great. I mean, they, they needed to do those things, and they did it. Inter, they, they, don't need, they didn't need to bring in 11 new players, in my opinion. They really didn't. And whether or not that's right, if whether you're right, I'm wrong, vice versa, well, we'll see in May 2018. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, but let's let's not forget that it has been more than six years since Inter have last won a trophy. Um, I mean, this and this Inter team has gone through a lot of banterous teams and you know uh, ruts. Even in, in those past six years, even the the past the last few weeks of the season, where they pretty much like gave, gave up. up. They literally gave up. Gave up. It was yeah, they tanked it. It was embarrassing. Um, I mean, and this, you know, you got to go step by step. I mean, yeah, yeah. Inter sank pretty low. I mean, you know, uh, I think that you've got to look at what the situation is. Okay, you've got a great coach now. Um, you you have a stable coach that you can build something with. Maybe you don't have the entire uh, shebang, but. Uh, there's a lot of positives to come out of this 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 transfer window, and more to come still. We've got 30 days left, more than 30 days left of the transfer yeah. window, and people are sooning out and this and that. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that I, I actually can see um, Icardi having a Player of the Season uh, performance next this coming season. I would say that. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure who was player of the season this season. Maybe, maybe Nangolan. Um, maybe Hamsha gets tough. But I, I think that I, I do see like, I mean, Icardi has already done so much from from you know beating the Curva, Curva, uh, Nord. To yeah, that whole thing. That whole thing. That yeah. whole thing. But now he's the face of the franchise, and I mean, exactly. I, I think that he's he's ready to not only be. Uh, Inter's best player, but Italy's best player. Uh, Look, I, I think Spalletti said it best about Icardi when he said that this guy has been scoring goals for fun uh, yeah. for a long time now, but he needs to grow and he needs to, uh, he needs to develop his play outside of the box. And that's completely true. I think that's, that's the fairest and most sober assessment of Icardi that I've read because that's entirely true. It's that, that, that development, though, started under Mancini. And it's going to grow under Spalletti. And I think, you know, if, again, Icardi, if he, if he can just, if his stats are just insane, the guy scores 20-plus goals in a team 
at the lowest. I mean, this 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 Inter past decade. I mean, these past six seven years have been the lowest level that Inter have been for, if, if in modern times, I would say, you know, they've never been this low, and he just keeps on scoring. So if you raise the quality of the people around him, then why? What what, what is there to say that he wouldn't? You know, everything he would only thrive in that environment, and if he doesn't, well, then you know, sell him and bring in someone else because then he's had five yeah. years to show it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't be a rash decision because it would have been, you know, he would have been at the club for six, seven years. And if he still can't lead, be the leader that they, they want him to be, well, then it's maybe it's time to part ways. But what I'm saying is that this season, these two next seasons, especially this season, what I expect is top four finish to get into the Champions League as a start and then keep building on that. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, another big thing you've got to remember is that Icardi, so many of his goals were not just tap-ins, but, you know, creating something out of nothing. So many games, uh, you know, I really think that the only reason Inter had even a shot at getting Europa, uh, Europa place was because Icardi just won so many points from the... Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, uh, so there's the Icardi factor for Inter fans to be excited about. But then there's also um, this factor who, uh, very rare for any club to have such a promising young controller, but Roberto Gagliardini proving to be one of the best signings of the winter transfer window uh, and really can be a fundamental piece in not only Italy, but Inter Milan uh, pretty soon. Uh, yeah, what what do you expect from Gagliardini in this coming season? I I think Gagliardini showed like I was really impressed with him when he came into Inter. You know he I think he only played started you know eight or nine games in the Serie A season. Maybe a, a bit over that. So I mean, people expected to bring it. He was supposed to come in the summer, but we got him in January. He just immediately yeah. hit the ground running. I thought he was fantastic. He revived okay. Dogbia. He. He was he was excellent. I think this season he will will will, will be a full breakout season for him. I think uh, having a full preseason under Spalletti, who's done well, really well with midfielders. I I think a lot of people forget about what he did with Roma. I mean, under Roma, Nangolan, we always knew Nangolan was like a fantastic midfielder, but he really mm-hmm. showed his best under Spalletti. And Schrutman also played revived had a revival under Spalletti, which was quite impressive. So I think. You know, Gagliardini can sh- can really take his game to the next level. He's shown to be really complete, and I think you know, hopefully, we'll, you know, if we get get better players around them, like you know, including fullbacks, you know, raising the quality of the team, it'll only help the controller. I, I expect a big season from him. Mm-hmm. Nima, I I I want to see him continue down the path that he's been on, um, which is which is ever since going, he's basically almost become like a fundamental part of the team and um yeah i'd I'd love to see him i want to see him continue doing taking the steps that he did last season and continue to 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 be as instrumental and uh but above all i i'm really keen to see you know how he develops under spalletti and spalletti's football and he's not the only one i think if inter were to hang on to um, Murillo, for example, I think he's got mm-hmm. all the char- character characteristical traits that a Spalletti would would love. Uh, that, that I think he would thrive a lot under Spalletti. So I'm really interesting to see the 
the development of Icardi, Gagliardini, and Murillo if Inter were to decide for him to stay um, under Spalletti. I think that, that's, yeah, that's what I'm most interested to see. You've been an Inter fan for quite a while now. What what was the last uh, summer you saw such uh, a stress focused on rebuilding? Can you remember? Well, basically every single season since 2010, <laughs> it's been like this. It's been oh, we got to rebuild. We got to rebuild. There's going to be a revolution. We got to rebuild. There's going to be a so revolution. So what's what's special about this season? No, the special is that if if you put it into context, is that all those other years it was just talk. There was no money. There was no organization to back it up. Now there is an organization and a uh, and finances to back it up. You have Sabatini, who, according to Sarri, even Napoli coach, is the best sporting director in Italy. Uh, you have uh, Suning, a Fortune 500 company. You have Auxilio, who's very good at his job. I, I don't agree with this uh, with people who criticize him and says he's crap. I think he's a brilliant, especially during those dark years when we had no money. He delivered every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think he's a, he's very good at his job. No, and, and now we have a coach that knows the city out in and out, is very respected, knows the, the kind of football he wants to play, knows what he wants and knows what he doesn't want, and the club seems to be on board with that. And, and so I think that this is, you know, what they did, the big splash was last season, when they, last summer, when they brought in João Mario, Candreva, Gabigol, you know, when, when they, Gagliardini, you know, they, they've already done the kind of overhaul. That's, that's the, what people don't understand is that Inter started, what Milan have done in one summer, Inter started doing already last summer. And, and that's, that's, you know, that, that's just the truth, you know. So Inter have done, have, have done something that Milan did in one month. They did it over a longer period of time, which to give players the chance to kind of gel and go into the team and see what's need fixing. Which, in my opinion, is a much more sober, sober way of going about things. Uh, sure, it's media-wise, media from a media PR perspective, it's much more sexy to sell a brand new product if people like new things. Uh, you know, there's that novelty wear thing factor, novelty factor. But but if you look at it like strictly from a business point of view and also from a footballing point of view, it's much more clever to buy four players at a time and to slowly gel them into a team and improve where the team needs it to improve. So in my opinion, I think that the, what Inter, what I would be most happy with is if they got rid of the Deadwood. I mean, as I said, two wingers, one, full, one right-sided fullback, and then get rid of the Deadwood. I'm happy. I'm completely happy. Get rid of Nagatomo, get rid of Santon, Brozovic. You know, I can go on all day, you know. Get rid of all these players that will not get a minute of playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that aren't in, that, that bring down the level of the team. You know, if, if you can... Today I read that Jovetic is, is... Lazio is interested in Jovetic. Well, then I think towards the end of the Mercato, we'll see Jovetic go towards Lazio plus cash and we'll get Keita. You know, it's like, that, that's the kind of thing I expect, you know, that, that, those kind of deals are what I want to see Inter do towards the end. I mean, Vecino and Dalbert is coming in. That's great. Now we need three more players, a right side of fullback and two, two wingers. And now we're set because, you know, Eder as a second striker, as a backup to Icardi, I think is, is a pretty damn good backup to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's funny. Napoli are considered... Uh, title favorites, I think, along with Milan and Juve, they've only signed one player. Well, yeah. they, they haven't lost anyone either, have they? Mm-hmm. I, Napoli, were, I, like, people forget, like, they, 
I think with a big reason, like, like they didn't really compete with this Scudetto last season was the psychological damage. Higuain going to Juve really, like, mm-hmm. left them. But I think in the second half of the season, like last season, they were the best team for sure, in my opinion, in Serie A. Like they were, they were scoring goals for fun. I mean, Mertens in the false nine, and that was all without Milik, who was great when he was there. I mean, I just think their continuity and with Sari, who in my opinion is probably the best coach in the league. I definitely, I'm very scared for uh, to play Napoli this season. Yeah, but I, I just think that it is. Um... I mean, you got to see, you got to take it all into context. I mean, Napoli have only signed one player. That's because they already had their rebuilding. You know, this is Milan's rebuilding season. Uh, I'm not sure if Inter's will be next or, when, you know, whatever. But um, I will say this. I think that they have to give Gabriel Barbosa another shot. This kid's talent is undeniable. Um, his ceiling still for me incredible and i do think he can possibly have a big part to play in the splitty team nemo what do you think well yeah that's that's what i hope will happen but if if uh, spalletti decides that he prefers to bring in another player and loan him out then there must be something behind that you know there must be a reason for him to do that um, and if he doesn't see if he doesn't believe that he's got what it takes to be a part of the team and can can fight for a place in that lineup and be a backup, then then I think we will have seen the end of Gabigol and Gabigol will go back to being on the long list of uh, frauds that Inter have been fooled into paying a lot of money for. You know, I remember Marcos Vampeta. I don't know if the, you guys remember, but I, he was a Brazilian international midfielder. He had like one or two caps. Um, turned out he was a gay porn star and was completely shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was completely shit and was, was, you know, was never seen again. I remember Khalilou Fadiga, who after a brilliant World Cup for Senegal in 2002, came to Inter, signed for Inter, only to dis- for them to discover he had a critical heart condition that made him a football invalid, so he had to retire. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, you know, it's just <laughs> there's a, the Inter have had a history of doing these idiotic things on the transfer market, and then you know he'll just be on the one of the one of the other ones. Yeah, he'll just be added to that list, and that's fine because that was Suning's first few months in charge, and everyone can make mistakes. I think they've learned from that since then. I think they've basically done everything right since then. So Gabigol, you know, it's it's hit or, hit or miss with him. I, I trust Spalletti because I. Well, my my opinion is this: that Spalletti is the kind of coach that would suit the kind of football he plays. Is the kind of football that would suit Gabigol. Um, if Spalletti were to, to to bin him, then then I think we got you know it's like the Shakiri thing with everybody and their mother binning him. You know, it's there's, there's got to be something there. There's no the, the talent will only get you that far. You got to work in a group and you got to be tactically disciplined. And if he if he isn't, then well, then there's got to be something there that they don't want to talk about. Yeah, I, I have hope for Gabigol. I yeah. mean, there's so much hype surrounding him, and the fans like still love him. But I, you gotta, I, I'm putting my faith in Spalletti here that we're gonna make the right decision. I think he, you know, he wants to stay. He's motivated. You see him, you know, always posting videos of him in games. You know, make make what you will of it. But I mean, he's he's he loves he loves the club, which is nice to see. But I, I, I just gotta put my trust in Spalletti. I, I maybe we loan him out as part of a deal to get you know, an attacker or et cetera. But I, 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 I think I think his future's up in the air right now. He still needs Spalletti still needs time to assess him. Yeah, you know, 
I bet I think like two seasons ago, um, Inter's transfer window was something like what Vidic, um, Podolski, Shakiri. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is a lot better than this. Um, yeah, exactly. So, you know the the. I think that the blueprint is being placed um, to have a good season. I'm just still not sure if it is enough for a for a European um, European challenge. Um, but I want each of you to tell me one one factor that makes you confident of uh, finishing in the Champions League spot next season for Inter. Yeah. Yeah, um, I uh, as I said, I yeah, um, I, I think we've all covered everything now. Um, basically, it's uh, I, I agree. I as I said, Spalletti, I trust Spalletti with that, and mm-hmm. and again, we trust him. Yeah, I trust Spalletti yeah. with that. I completely trust him. I think he he's in a far better position to make that call. And if if uh, if Gabigol, if if he also decides to reject Gabigol, that means that De Boer, Pioli, Vecchi. And, uh, you know, Spalletti have all rejected Gabigol and there's got to be something there. You know, whether or not he posts stuff on Instagram or whatever, I, I, I couldn't care less because it's not on Instagram that you win football matches, it's on the pitch. So, you know, and, and he needs to, if, he, if they feel he doesn't, he can't deliver, then he can't deliver. So, you know, I trust Spalletti completely there. Mm-hmm. For, for me, feeling confident, I kind of have two main, two main factors. I think, I think, Spalletti and having a team for the preseason is big. I mean, I mean, last season, if people people don't really remember that run under Pioli, who I don't think he's like a master. I think Spalletti's far better. But we had a run under Pioli where we we were playing some of the best, like you know, football in the league, and we were like winning and free scoring and you know doing really well. Mm. But yeah, and that so like there's quality in the team. There's just holes that still need to be filled, in my opinion. Exactly. We need we need some more difference. We need some. We, and we need them to get filled soon, like soon, because we have a, we have a tough start. I think, I mean, like, I think I'm pretty confident about beating Fiorentina, like with all that chaos. But it would be typical Inter to lose against a former manager at San Siro. But, you know, I'm nervous for Roma, even though it's like at the beginning of the season. So, like, it would be nice to have the play, the, 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 you know, the players in soon. Because I, I, I think I think with like a whole preseason with most of the squad and with, with a coach like Spalletti, I, I, I think, you know, we can do good things. And I that's that's my, my that's my main one. We're like you know, having the full team in the squad with Spalletti, and my second one is I think Icardi is always like someone we can rely on. I mean, this guy's literally been through been at Inter at like the worst times. Like the amount of respect I have for that man is like off the charts for staying with Inter. Like he really he could have left to play for Napoli last season and really push for a move and scored like probably probably you know scored tons of goals with, with under Sari system, but he's. He's been our captain. He's been, he's like, you know, been at Inter, you know, loves the club and is a phenomenal player, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Best striker in Serie A, like behind Higuain, like for me personally. I would argue that he's even number one, personally. Could be. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you had, if you had Dybala and like players like Pjanic and Manzukic, like, you know, like Quadrado, like around him, like, yeah, it's, it's really incredible uh, what he's capable of. Even better. Yep. All right. The boys delivered today on the podcast. Let's see if Inter Milan can deliver this coming season. Um, 
I want to thank Richard Hall, creative gentleman on coming on. My good friend, Nima Tsavali. Another... Thanks uh, for having me. Yep. And Adam Ahmed. It's been real. Thank you so much, Zach. <laughs> so much, Zach. I, I love all your work. As, like, someone who makes, you know, football videos myself, yeah. it's like, I, I really admire the stuff you do, so keep it up. Thanks so much, man. Uh, yeah, keep and, it up, and thanks for having me. It was great to be on. It's great to have you both on. Um, we got to do this again soon, really. Um, sure. We'll be back soon. This has been Breaking Lines. I'm Zach Lowy, and uh, we'll see you soon.